Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top for oh, you. Yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 303 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. The longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff, and sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, what's going on? Man, does it feel like this has been the longest week in the history of mankind since they started recording how long weeks actually are? Dude, honestly, there's been so much stuff going on this week, whether it's around here, at around the house, whether it's in the news, whether it's regarding sports. I mean, there's just so much stuff going on. Like, it just seems like news is dropping every hour. Yeah, it's, I don't, and in addition to that, it just, it feels like, like three extra days were inserted into this week. I just... Ugh, happy it's almost over. Happy to be recording with you. Happy to be getting another show out to the listeners. 303, that's consecutive, by the way. Also, it doesn't include interviews and stuff. That's just standard 303. Yep. Regular Sunday episodes. How yep. many interviews? Like, what? I mean, not including, like, your telephone. Like, not including those, but, like, special interviews. That was probably, what, seven or eight? Maybe ten? Uh, if not more, yeah, something like that. Okay. Yeah, those are our uh, deep tracks. Those are our hidden tracks, if you will, like they used to do on CDs back in the day. Like you had to wait an extra five to ten minutes at the end. Oh, and then they would play a song backwards? Well, yeah, or it would be like stupid recordings in the studio or whatever. But like our interviews are like our hidden tracks. That is true. Yeah, we say episode 303, but that's not really how many episodes there are. Correct. Scott, do you have a bang going through you, by the way? We haven't heard you uh, mention bang lately. I haven't. Um, but yes, I do have Lemon Drop today. But I don't know if I'm becoming immune to bangs, Uh-oh. but they don't really do much anymore. But I did drink one today around two o'clock, uh, had a good effect. Like I'm, I've still got it going through and it's going to power me through the show. But yeah, today's lemon drop. But I, I notice diminishing returns, I guess, on bangs and they just don't do anything for me anymore. I've actually kind of switched back to Red Bulls. Like if I know it's going to be kind of a crazy Saturday, like we're going to be up late or whatever, or we're going out and doing something. I'll grab a Red Bull. Like, I, I don't really gravitate toward bangs anymore. We happen to have a couple in the fridge. Uh, we'll probably grab some on the next shopping trip. But yeah, I kind of cooled on bangs a little bit. So is your tolerance for caffeine now just diminishing? Is that what's going on? No, I don't think so. Because I still do coffee in the morning and get my boost from that. You know, I start to hit that like 2.30 crash in the afternoon a little bit. And I don't really do anything about it anymore except on Thursdays when we record. Uh, you know, I'll grab a bang because I know that night I'll be recording. So I'm trying to see if maybe knocking it down to one a week is going to get that kick going again. But we'll see. I, I've done that probably like the last month. And it's helping a little bit. But again, you know, weekend hits and I know I'm going to be doing something. I'll kind of grab a Red Bull. I've kind of moved away from bangs a little bit. Gotcha, gotcha. Changing teams, if you will. And speaking of teams, congratulations to the Atlanta Braves, our new World Series champions. Yep. They didn't have to bang any trash cans to get there. Proud of them for that. 
<laughs> well, it's funny, dude. One of our new hires, his name is Kyle. He's, he's one of my employees. And Kyle lives in Georgia. Ever since he's gotten hired on, the Atlanta Hawks almost made the playoffs, or excuse me, almost made the NBA Finals. Didn't they make the Finals? No, it was the Suns and Bucks. Oh, that's right. The Bucks were from the East. That's right. Okay. The Hawks almost made it to the Finals. Right. The Braves have won the World Series, and his Georgia Bulldogs are number one in the nation in college football. And I told him, I said, hey, man, all this has happened since I became your boss. So, uh, yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) This is all under my watch. So you're welcome, sir. Yeah. Atlanta should send you a key to the city. I will gladly accept that. (laughs) That's hilarious. Could you imagine if the Atlanta Thrashers were still around? They may be holding the Stanley Cup. Oh, oh, let's not go that far. Okay. That's a little How are the Falcons doing? Uh, Not good. Not good. Perfect. No offense, Falcons fans. Dude, you know what? You had asked me earlier, and I'm sorry I didn't get a chance to respond to your email earlier. It was crazy busy at work, and I think that's why three extra days got inserted into this week. But instead of an additional segment this week, like maybe we just kick this show off. Today was Black Thursday in the WWE again. And a, a, a huge amount of releases today. And I mean, some of the names on the list, you're like, whoa, wait a second. Why? I, let me count the names. Hold on a second. Well, hold on. Before you do that, Scott, before you do that, if anybody would like to get any of our shirts, head on over to whatamaneuver.net or Pro Wrestling Tees. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Opposable, Instagram, Fully Opposable, WF. You can go back and listen to any of our past podcasts on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and... And... (laughs) Spotify. Please rate and review on iTunes. You can send us any audio questions, questions, anything else at all. Send it on over to fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. And Scott... Before you jump into the names, before you jump into the names, hold on, hold on, just one more thing. I want to do. I want to talk about the GBM Savage Birthday Giveaway, and the lucky winner is at Handy R Y A on Twitter. You have seven days to slide into our DMs and hit us up. Say you listened, and we will get the Randy Savage Ultimate Edition sent out to you. Congratulations. But now it's up to you. You have seven days. That's the way this game plays. So congratulations. But now the ball's in your court. Hit us up in the DMs and we will get that figure out to you. Now, Scott, you may go. <laughs> you said balls. I did? Oh, I did. Oh, I thought I said ball. The ball? The balls. Yeah, one of the two. <laughs> you said it again. <laughs> I said one of the two. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess before we get into that, because I put it at the end of last week's show, the Aquanet Minute this week, Jeff, is actually your <laughs> recommendation before we started recording. We we are still teasing the names that have been released, but everybody knows them by now. Go for it. Yes. So the Aquanet Minute this week, as suggested by your host, Jeffrey Keith Toon. That is me. Maybe a lot of people didn't know your middle name was Keith. They do now. They do now. Is Warrant... Cherry Pie, released in 1990. Everybody's heard the song Cherry Pie. It's kind of white noise at this point to a lot of people, especially if you grew up in this era. That song was played 
probably eh, maybe not as much as Inner Sandman was when it was released, but pretty damn close. Cherry Pie is still played today. It's it's a hit. It's on this album, but that's not even the best song. I would say it's not even close to the best song because the best song on this album is Uncle Tom's Cabin. Excellent song. It's, dude, incre- I still listen to it and love it to this day. Incredible song. So what's the track list? Cherry Pie, Uncle Tom's Cabin, I Saw Red, great song, Bed of mm-hmm. Roses, Sure Feels Good to Me, Love and Stereo, Blind Faith, which... Another amazing song. One of my favorite songs on this album. Song and Dance Man. You're the only hell your mama ever raised. Mr. Rainmaker, which is another great song. And Train Train. Ode to Tipper Gore. Game of War. The Power. Those are like demos. But excellent, excellent album. This is kind of at the tail end of the whole glam era or hair metal or hair band era. But an outstanding album. It's definitely Warren's best album. That's my opinion. But uh, best song on the album, Uncle Tom's Cabin. And Jeff, that is the Aquanet Minute for this week. But let's get into those released names. So the uh, Ode to Rainmaker, by the way, is a uh, Ode to Kazushiko Okada. Okay. Okay. What? And this is why I do the Aquanet Minute and not you. (laughs) Because you're just ridiculous, sir. That'd be cool if Okada came out to that song. He should. Like, when he does United States shows... He should come out to that song, Mr. Rainmaker. I, I, I agree. Maybe he never even heard that song, but he Probably. should. And that should totally be his interest music. <laughs> okay, get into uh, the releases. So another bad, bad day for the WWE. I hate seeing this, but this is the kind of thing that happens when your roster is so bloated. And Jeff, we've talked about this. There's only so much TV time. And there's only... So many names you can put on said TV time. So what do you do with the rest of the names? You're basically paying them to stay at home, right? And this is kind of what late era WCW did before they folded. They had a huge bloated roster, didn't have enough TV time. Guys were just sitting at home collecting money. It's kind of what WWE has going on with some of these. But here's the list. B-Fab from Hit Row. Ember Moon, who by the way has a basic figure coming out. Yep. And has one of the best elites in Mattel's line of all time. Yep. In the NXT Elite Series. Eva Marie. Frankie Monet, who we knew as Taya Valkyrie or John Morrison's wife. Grand Metalik. Harry Smith. So Davy Boy's kid, who never even hit TV. Jeet Rama. Jesse, I'm going to say Kamea, Kamea. Karrion Cross, And that's a shocker because they had just kind of repackaged him for Raw. Mm-hmm. Put him in that horrible outfit, who I said looked like Big Boa from the G.I. Joe toy series, and uh, embarrassed him on national television in that costume and cut him. Katrina Cortez, Keith Lee. Now, this one is a huge shocker to me. When he came to WWE, I thought for sure he was destined to be the next heavyweight champion of the WWE. Like, that guy, to me, was good enough, is good enough, it's not even past tense, is good enough, to beat Brock Lesnar, to beat Roman Reigns. In my mind, he has it. And that's why this list is so frustrating to me. I didn't know if Karrion Cross had that it factor to go to the top of Raw. Keith Lee does, but he's cut and he's a free agent. I hope he signs with someone and makes WWE regret this moment. Lince Dorado, Mia Yim, who is Keith Lee's wife, Another incredible talent. Nia Jax. 
So hospital stays are going to be reduced greatly by that one for the <laughs> WWE roster. Oni Lorkin, another great guy. I mean, incredible talent. The dude can freaking go in the ring, dude. Mm-hmm. And now he's a free agent. I think he'd be a great fit in the NWA or on Impact's roster. Would have actually been great for ROH. And we didn't even talk about that last week because we had the big news segment, which we'll get to in a little bit. Um, ROH basically hitting the pause button after final battle in December. And they're saying they'll come back for April for Supercard of Honor. I'm going to say we'll see. I I don't know how you do that. Basically, you're going to hit the pause button, reevaluate what Ring of Honor is or how they want to present themselves moving forward. And I guess reintroduce themselves at Supercard of Honor. Fingers crossed that it happens because the more the merrier. But really sad for ROH, man. All their talents are basically released. They'll repackage themselves, come back in some way, shape, or form in April. But I'm hoping for the best. But what happens to their superstars now? I'm hearing a lot of names got absorbed by AEW. I hope that's the case. I don't want to see anybody go jobless. I'm hoping that's the case for a lot of these names that are released today. Get picked up by NWA, Impact, NJPW, AEW. But then you're going to have the case of the bloated roster again because only so much TV time to go around. And that's why this is frustrating. Continuing with the list, Karrion Cross's wife, Scarlett Bordeaux, a free agent. Rounding it out, Trey Baxter and Zeta Ramier. So another sad day in WWE, dude. Um, More cuts. Because again, what are you going to pay guys to sit at home? That's not smart money, but I I blame creative. Like, find things for these guys to do. And you pointed it out before we started recording, Jeff. A lot of these names are Triple H guys. Yeah, a lot of these guys, Triple H had a hand. Well, I mean, the independents had it. That's where they got their start. But Triple H wanted these guys. He saw money in these guys. Yes, he did. And, and you know what? Triple H was right. These yes, guys are money. Carrion Cross is money all day. Scarlet Bard- Bordeaux is money. L- leave it to WWE to screw up Carrion Cross. Like, oh my God, dude. Keith Lee, I'm hoping, fingers crossed, goes to New Japan. I think he would be a perfect fit there. I there's agree. Just, there's I just agree. something about him in New Japan that just fits. I don't know what it is. I just see it. Taking on Jeff Cobb, taking on Okada, taking on Tanahashi, taking on all the stars over there in New Japan, Jay White, stuff like that. Dude, I don't know why, but Keith Lee in New Japan just fits to me. Well, look, if you're going to look at this list and get pissed off, I don't fault you at all because I looked at this list and got pissed off. But one of the things to look at is Drew McIntyre was released way back when, right? And he he hit the independent scene and he started to rebuild Drew McIntyre. And when he came back to WWE, he had a different look. He had a different demeanor. I don't know that he had, quote unquote, it when he left WWE, but he certainly had it when he came back to WWE. So my hope is that a lot of the names on this list can walk away, reinvent themselves, and come back later and have it. But I'm telling you right now, you said Karrion and Cross. You've said Keith Lee. Those are two guys walking away today that have it and are only going to improve wherever they end up. And I'm hoping for the best for all of the names, but I'm telling you, Keith Lee 
He has it, dude, and he's going to make WWE regret this. He's so good in the ring. He's good on the mic. He's going to succeed wherever he goes, and I think that's the one that WWE is going to regret soon, very soon. Well, here's the other flip side of this coin, Scott. We're in a different age of wrestling, and right now WWE isn't really the place to be. I agree. I agree. So a lot of these guys, okay, money talks, of course, but if they get released, who knows if there's a Drew McIntyre situation where they even want to go back to WWE. Good point. Maybe they do reinvent themselves and maybe WWE does throw them another contract. They're like, I'm working for AEW. I'm working for New Japan. I'm working for Impact. I'm working for... NWA. I'm working for all these companies and I'm happier doing this than I ever was in WWE under their system. Yeah. So who knows if they ever go back? They may never even want to go back. Look at the Kevin Owens situation. Contracts coming up. He hasn't re-signed. Yeah. That's just a couple months away from his contract coming up too. You know, when his contract is up, there's a gentleman in AEW named Tony Khan that is willing to back the truck up for him. Well, and his friends are there. And we've talked about this too. Adam Cole is there. The Young Bucks are there. That's yep. the Mount Rushmore of professional wrestling, right? Those four guys, like Kevin's buddies are there. And they're going to, I don't know if they're going to back the truck up, but they're going to make a great sales pitch. Hey, you can work less, have some freedom. You can spend more time with your family and you can have kick-ass matches with a pretty stocked roster. Like, hey, you want to face CM Punk? Want to face Brian Danielson? You want to team up with Adam Cole and take on the Young Bucks or bring in your buddy Super Dragon? Like, let's do this. I, I can't see him turning down that offer. I, I mean, I don't know anything. You know, I don't I don't know him, but I, I've got to see that as a pretty attractive package that AEW could offer Kevin Owens. Exactly. And on top of that, there's another factor to this. Happiness. True. Very, very true, Jeff. And How- a happy employee is a productive employee. Exactly. How many times, and okay, none of us, none of us listening to the show, well, maybe some, but we're not backstage at WWE. We don't know what's going on behind that curtain. But when you hear story after story, day after day of people being disgruntled in WWE, where there's smoke, there's fire. Agree. And when you keep hearing these stories... I'm sorry, but you kind of start to lean to it being true. You hear stories from wrestlers that have been released all the time. Moxley's talked about it. Punk's talked about it. They were not happy in that system. They were absolutely miserable. They go to AEW where they have freedom to not only work for AEW, but to go to independent shows, make extra cash there. They're allowed to have their Twitch channels. They're allowed to have all this stuff that they weren't allowed to have in WWE because WWE kept their hand on them and basically said, okay, you got to take down your YouTube channel. You got to take down your Twitch channel. You got to take all this stuff down. Well, I don't have to do that if I'm working for AEW. Tony Khan doesn't make me do that. So happiness is another factor into this. You know, I was talking to Christopher Dean earlier. I had no idea there were releases. I was super slammed at work this afternoon. Uh, He had texted me a couple times, finally got around to checking it. And he had let me know about the releases. And he brought up a good point that here's Stephanie McMahon. Well, like, okay, so they let a bunch of Triple H's guys go, right? Stephanie McMahon is hyping up the Miz on Dancing with the Stars. In the meantime, you have Adam Cole on his Twitch channel. What are kids going to watch? 
you know, you're, you're trying to, to get that lower age group demographic watching your show, right? Do you think that lower age demographic is going to go scatter to Dancing with the Stars and then want to watch The Miz in wrestling afterwards? Or do you think kids are going to go to Adam Cole's Twitch channel and then want to watch Adam Cole wrestle on AEW? Yep. Well, the lower age group obviously is not watching Dancing with the Stars. Who cares? Do you think you're going to turn the older crowd over to wrestling? I I don't think so. So even there, it's kind of confusing. Like the marketing direction, I guess. You know, I, I don't know, man. It's it's confusing, WWE is right now. And it's, I'm in a weird place with WWE. Like they keep cutting people and... It's frustrating to watch and you feel horrible for these people that are now jobless, essentially. And a lot of them, look, they're not going to have much of a problem finding another job. Keith Lee and Karrion Cross, Scarlett Bordeaux, Bordeaux, maybe even Eva Marie are going to have an easy time finding another job based on their track record. But it's going to be harder for others. And I hope everybody lands on their feet, you know, but man... You're right, Jeff. It's that whole work environment, happy employee, AEW is that place right now. And if WWE continues down this path, declining ratings, unhappy work environment, I fear for WWE's future. They've got to change the way they're doing things, dude. They have to. They've got to open up or free up the reins a little bit. Let the leash out a little. You know, let these guys go wrestle on the independents sometimes if they want to. Let them go over to Japan and wrestle there if they want to. Could you imagine dream matches in NJPW of like Moxley? Who, by the way, all good thoughts to Moxley right now. In what uh, he's 100%. going through. 100%. Yeah, all, all good thoughts going to him. And I hope he progresses really quickly. Um, but could you imagine the dream matches that could happen in NJPW if they let out the reins a little bit? Like, yeah. stop this whole closed-minded thing. Like, we know you want to be your own entity, but let the leash out a little. Man, let these guys go have these dream matches. It's going to get them going again. It's going to light that fire in them. They can go to NJPW, have a match with Okada. Like, holy crap. Like, now you're talking guys may want to go be in the WWE. But I can't see guys wanting to knock down the door of WWE right now when AEW is doing what they're doing. The The Olympic wrestler aside... I, that's how I kind of see it, Jeff. And I agree with you. There, It's not a happy work environment right now from everything I'm hearing. That has to change. One thing I did want to bring up, you talked about declining ratings. I mean, we've got to call a spade a spade. They're still beating AEW in the ratings each week. Maybe not Raw, but SmackDown is. I Actually, you know what? I think Raw is still beating AEW's Dynamite, if I'm not mistaken. But how much longer does that trend continue? That's a great question. It's starting to turn right now, right? It is. You're already seeing the signs. And with the names that have been released, if AEW can turn them into stars. Well, that night, that 30-minute lap, SmackDown beat uh, Rampage, right? Uh, To be honest, I'm not sure. But then Tony Khan was like, yeah, but we won in the 18 to 49 demographic or something like that. That's (laughs) That's like saying... Okay, we may have lost, but we won- we won the fourth, fifth, and sixth inning. <laughs> <laughs> Look, for five minutes in the third quarter, we kicked ass. <laughs> no, I'm not making fun of Tony Khan or AEW, but I mean, 
from what I saw, I think uh, SmackDown for that 30 minute lapse that they faced Rampage or something like that. I think they beat them. Far from making fun of AEW, dude, we're singing their praises, if anything, because they're doing something right. They're gaining. Yeah. When have we ever had a talk about WWE and TNA back in the day? Exactly. And look, I'm not sitting here trying to crap on WWE. I'm just calling it for what it is. I've always been a WWE guy, like WWE for life, right? I'll get that tattoo, but they've got to change their ways a little bit, man. When word starts to get out amongst the crew that it's a bad work environment, nobody's going to want to go there. Like you said, Jeff, who even knows if people are going to want to go wrestle there? It's maybe, you know, four or five years down the road, is that going to be the place to be? You know, or is WWE going to be second or third and AEW sitting at the top of the food chain? And actually, let's change that tattoo. Yours shouldn't be WWE for life. It should be like WWE from 85 to about 2016, 17. <laughs> Why then, though? 18, 18, 19. 18. Why then? It's not for life. You've kind of, you still follow wrestling, but you're not into it heavily. Like, it, you Yeah, were. I do still follow it. Yes, and it, but it's more like reading the results. I haven't just, I've, I've I don't know, man. Lost that love and feeling, right? That started up probably last year around WrestleMania. So it kind of is in lockstep with COVID. Like as things locked down and the Thunderdome and, you know, it all kind of lost interest a little bit. Like I was still watching the pay-per-views, but it's gotten to the point now where like, okay, I was at SummerSlam, but I haven't really been watching the pay-per-views as religiously as I used to. I'll just kind of read the results. I'll watch Survivor Series, of course. That's one of the big four. But yeah, I kind of lost that love and feeling a little bit, but we were talking before the show too, like depending on what happens with this whole Kevin Owens thing, because he's, if I had to pick favorite wrestler of all time, we're talking Savage, Shawn Michaels, Ricky Steamboat, and Kevin Owens is in that list. I just love the dude. So I don't know, but again, he's not doing much in WWE, which kind of makes me not want to watch that much. He had that great program with Roman and I was heavily invested in that. That faded out. Kind of lost interest again because he went right back into doing much of nothing. But if he switches over to AEW, that's a fresh start for him. And a fresh, happy Kevin Owens is a dangerous Kevin Owens. And that's who I want to be watching. So that may get me going on the AEW. I haven't watched AEW at all. But that that really could get me in. He will change his name back to Kevin Steen. Yeah. (laughs) Shannon's going to love that. (laughs) She loves when you do that voice. I will I will tweet Tony Khan. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll start wearing my Kevin Steen shirts again. My one like that looks like the Kiss Army, but it's yeah. a Steen Army. I can rock <laughs> all those shirts again. Um, but let's change this back to wrestling figures. Now, with all the names that were released today, and I this is not going down a negative road. This isn't knocking anybody. We got to look towards WrestleCon next year. Yeah, right. How many of these people have figures? Nia Jax, Keith Lee, Karrion Cross, Scarlett. Uh, Mia Yim. Mia Yim. Look how many people have figures. And there's a good chance they could be at WrestleCon next year. So there's a great chance that we're going to get these figures signed. And for a lot of people down in Southern California, PWG is starting back up. Right. You got to bank money on Keith Lee showing up there. Probably Karrion Cross too. Exactly. So there's so many opportunities now to get our figures signed. Like Lucha House Party too. Yes, exactly. So like I was thinking about it too because I was like, this saves me on access. Yeah. 
when you go to access and now this was pre-pandemic now granted i haven't been to any of the updated ones or anything like that but pre-pandemic you were lucky unless you had the special ticket the vip or the ultra vip whatever that is you were lucky to walk away maybe you brought a figure of certain someone and getting that signed it was a crapshoot right you would see the name on the list but you got to wait in that line yeah Sign figure, smile, take picture. It's about a minute with each person, 45 seconds to a minute with each person, you know, stuff yep. like that. We so, lucked out in 18. Oh, yeah, we did. We lucked out when we got Mick Foley, too, back in uh, 2000. Yes, you're right. And so, anyways, that's that's one of those things you got to look at is a lot of these people are going to be at WrestleCon. And if you have their figures, there's a great chance to get those signed now. Yeah, for sure. That's going to be a lot of names. And, yeah, you're right, Jeff. Access has always kind of been hit or miss on which guys are going to be there and which ones you're actually going to be able to get signatures from. But WrestleCon's a guarantee. And yeah. you're going to probably spend upwards after Ticketmaster fees, you know, upwards of 80, 90 bucks on an access ticket. And you spend that kind of money at WrestleCon, that's your admission and probably like two or three signatures. Exactly. So yeah, you got to start figuring in, how do I want to spend my money? All right, Scott, enough wrestling talk. Yeah, we don't normally talk wrestling, but you know, Today's one of those days you hate to see it and you hope for the best for everybody involved. And now it's getting to the point with me, this has happened so often that I start to hope that there's a lot of names that WWE regrets letting go because they're able to flourish on another roster. So I'm hoping that for most of the people released today, hoping they all land on their feet and get something better. So Scott, we have some, uh, some omissions from last week. Well, you know what? Let's, let's chalk it up to old brain and being excited about other stuff <laughs> that we saw. And uh, let's just say old brains kind of took over when it came to the news last week. My brain is mush, dude. <laughs> it happens. It, it is. All right. So for the first omission, I said that the Undertaker ringside exclusive was from 2002 SummerSlam. It was actually 2001 SummerSlam. Wow. It was 20 years ago. Get over it. I told you my brain's mush. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, you don't remember something specifically that happened 20 years ago? You must be so embarrassed. I actually should remember it because I was there. Oh. All right, well, that's... Yeah, that changes things. Which actually had a great RVD-Jeff Hardy match, so... Yeah, anyway. you know, I actually had tickets to that and had to miss it because one of my dumbass friends who I don't even talk to anymore got married that day. You should find that person on Facebook or Meta, whatever it's now called, and just message them with that. No, you know what I'm going to do? What? I'm going to find out where that person lives Uh huh. and I'm going to get them one of those exploding packages that shoots out a bunch of tiny confetti penises. <laughs> 20 years later, I get my revenge. Please don't get that me that for Christmas. Although that would be funny if I opened that up in front of mom and dad. Dude, you know what? Eddie Martin got me that. Oh, geez. Luckily, he got me the small one. <laughs> 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 And I had no idea what it was. It looked like a, a document, like a rolled document in a tube. Okay. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Peyton's standing right next to me. Oh, no. Thank God Peyton didn't open it because <laughs> I opened it up and it explodes in my face, dude. It was like confetti bukkake. It was oh. insane. <laughs> There were little tiny confetti penises all over the floor, all over the counter. I was pissed. Shannon's dying laughing over on the couch. 
find out later it was from Eddie Martin. He thought it was hilarious. Nick Haddix, uh, please fast forward 15 seconds. <laughs> please don't let the boys hear this. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was hilarious. And uh, so me and the boys at work actually sent one to somebody that we didn't care for too much. Are you serious? Yes. I'm not going to mention names, but uh, one was sent out. Oh, dude. That's hilarious. Yes. Yes. Did he know who it was from or she? Nope. Nope, because it's completely anonymous. But the best part is they put an insert inside that says, we're not going to tell you who this is from. But if you'd like to do this to somebody else, contact us at this and you get 15% <laughs> off your order. Order the big one. Like, it's hilarious, dude. Like, I like later on, I was like, okay, that was pretty funny. But Peyton's like, what are these little bones? I said, yep, little bones. In so many ways. <laughs> In so many ways. Yes, little bones. Oh my god, that's hilarious, dude. <laughs> yeah, I can laugh about it now. When it happened, I was pissed. <laughs> All right. The other thing we have an omission on, we forgot to mention Series 2 of Superstars. HBK, Kevin Nash, and Scott Hall. The Superstar figures are the little miniature Remcos. Uh, HBK is 93 era HBK. Nash, Red, white, and black. Yep, Nash is Wolfpack Nash, and Hall is NWO Hall. So that is Series 2 of the Superstar Series. And they come with title belts. Thank you very much. Yes, they do come with title belts. I'm excited about those figures. Are you in on those? Sure am. Okay, that's awesome. I, It's one of those things the budget isn't going to allow it, but I would love to be in on those. But I have to pass. But you can start subbing stuff in and out. You could be like, okay, I'm not going to get any elites and I'll be saving money by getting these. But see the legends and G.I. Joe classified. Oh, wait, you're back in on those? <laughs> we had this conversation last week, dude. Oh, that's right. That's right. We did. <laughs> yes. I quit them. I said duck them. But then I was back in. By the way, thank you for this slaughter, dude. By the way, thank you for the ultimate fan takeover Hogan. I love that figure. It's so good. It's one of those things you see the pictures and you're like, damn, that's a cool figure. And then you get the figure in hand and you're like, wow, this is way cooler than the pictures. Do it justice for, man. It just, it's so amazing. Like the I, pictures are good, but the figure in hand is so much better. I know you missed out on it. So I was more than happy to do that, dude. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. I love that Hogan. I mean, I was going to open mine and I was going to admire no, it lies no you weren't cherish it and cherish okay now i know yeah. you don't use words like cherish admire <laughs> fawn over i was gonna fawn fawn okay now you're just full of it and you're milking it <laughs> i have nipples greg can you milk me <laughs> you should feel these nipples <laughs> quick what movie was that from scott <laughs> i think that was uh oh god uh, Ben Stiller's in it. Um, yeah, don't tell me. No. Meet the Fockers? No? N no, that was from uh, Basketball when they hit the game-winning shot, and he's all, you're excited. You should feel these nipples. Ah, uh, see, I only remember the locker room scene from that one. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> anyway. Do they have horses in that locker room? <laughs> Trey Parker was one. Anyways. <laughs> Jesus. What's going on? Nick Haddix, just fast forward to the end part of the show where I do the roll call. <laughs> what happened? This lemon drop bang is incredible. What did they put in this? 
maybe this one a week one, dude, is uh, <laughs> maybe it's giving you that boost, you know? Maybe, and not in a good way. Scott, since we went over our mission, how about we just jump right into the news? And this also dropped right after we recorded last week. Chella Toys has a Gangrel Hasbro-style figure. Gangrel has a facial expression with the tongue coming out. He has the blood around the mouth. He has the white shirt. The arm is in the Macho King pose where it flexes out. Now, this is the cool part. The left hand can hold the accessory of the cup that Gangrel used to bring to the ring. So the left hand will be able to hold that. This is a great touch to this figure. They're putting the cup with it. I love this. I'm a huge fan of cello toys. I think those guys are great. And they keep giving us awesome, awesome stuff. And also little tidbits like they did with the King Haku and the crown. This Gangrel coming with the cup is just fantastic. He will have the black pants also on and he has a ring on his right hand. I can't wait for this figure, dude. Yeah, for sure. And it's great to see them doing the the cup accessory and the hand open to be able to hold that like they did with the Al Snow being able to hold head. Love that. I think that it's great. These are the figures like you really want to have them in hand, especially that Haku. Like I'm excited about that one. I really want to see what that finished product looks like. But uh, yeah, you're right, Jeff. Chella's just killing it. Love those guys over there. Scott, I know this sounds weird. But I think it's time we round out the show with WWE Elite Series 33. What do you say? Let's do it. We're going back in time for nostalgia. We're going back in time, time, time. All right, before we jump into WWE Elite Series 33, we want everybody to check out Wrestling Figure Database. While Scott reads off this list over at Wrestling Figure Database, they have basically every series of every wrestling line ever. If you want to read off WWE Elite Series 33 with Scott, just head on over there. You can look at these figures while these are being read off. If you want to jump ahead and look at some figures that we're going to be talking about in the future, you can do that as well. You can go back to Jack's Classics. Anything you want is all over at WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. So, Scott, without further ado, for WWE Elite Series 33, what you got? Yes, sir. Mattel, WWE Elite Series 33 consisted of Batista or... Blue Tista, as this figure was called, he was in all blue gear. His accessories were sunglasses, a yellow cap, which is confusing because all the rest of him was blue, and a vest. Next up, Cesaro, and he was in his black gear. And he came with the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal Trophy that Jeff, we saw him win, because we were there, at WrestleMania 30. And I've actually got this figure signed up on the wall, thanks to you. Yep, exactly. Well, thanks to Celeste. She was the one that handed it over to him. I've got this figure up on the wall signed thanks to Celeste, not you. <laughs> uh, wait, did I just give Celeste credit? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Totally did. Uh, I've got to edit that part out. <laughs> just what you need. More editing because of throat clears and giving credit to Celeste. <laughs> she can never know that I ever give her credit. <laughs> or that I have throat clears. <laughs> Aside from oh, no. constant bitching about them. <laughs> Dude, I actually am concerned about you over there. 
Like you just you don't have allergies. You have allergies three sixty five a year, dude. Uh, I, I think it's uh, an old man thing. <laughs> it's, uh, it's throat clears or grunting. It's like, <laughs> it's like I shift in my chair and make a fat boy noise. It's like uh, you just think it's a throat clear. Next up, the great JYD. He was in his white gear and he came with a dog collar and metal chain. Next up, Roman Reigns. He was in his shield gear. Comes with a tag title and a black removable vest. Seth Rollins, also in his shield gear, comes with the other tag title and also a removable vest. And rounding out Elite Series 33, X-Pac. He was in his black and green DX gear, comes with a black DX shirt and the European title. And Jeff, that rounds out Elite Series 33. So you have Cesaro signed, do you have X-Pac signed? No, and actually Cesaro is the only one out of this set that I've got, but I am going to be on the hunt soon for that JYD. I'm going to get that one instead of the recent Legends figure that came out. I really, really like that JYD, and I regret seeing him so many times at Target just sitting there, staring me in the face, like, take me home. And I was like, you know what, maybe the next Target trip, JYD. And I kept leaving him on the pegs. And he ended up being a peg warmer for a long time. And now I look back and I totally kick myself for not picking him up. Because that's the loose JYD that I want in my collection. But this, honestly, from top to bottom, even with the Blue Tista in there, a very, very strong set, dude. Like, the likenesses, the outfits they were in, the accessories that they came with. You had two-thirds of the shield in there with tag team titles. Very, very strong assortment here. I do like the X-Pac. He's got the tongue sticking out. Uh, he's got the green and black DX outfit on with the DX shirt. I do love this X-Pac. I've actually got the signed. Got it signed in uh, Dallas? Question mark? I think it was Dallas. I've met X-Pac a few times. So JYD is my favorite out of this series, hands down. Um, reason being is I love JYD. I, oh, yeah. I was, I was a huge, huge fan of the dog. Huge yeah. fan. Uh, the Blue Tista was very niche and random. Also hilarious. The fact that they made a figure of Batista in all blue like he was at that pay-per-view. Well, the packaging I... was a lot of blue also. So you had blue packaging and a blue figure. Right, right. <laughs> it's almost too much. <laughs> like, wow, this is like a Smurf exploded. <laughs> Blue's my favorite color, but even I was like... All right, guys, let's tone it down a little bit. <laughs> a little much going on over here. Yeah. <laughs> You're so extra with the blue. Uh, Cesaro, I think that was the very first time the Andre the Giant Memorial Trophy was packaged with a figure. I believe so, yes. And I, I remember going bonkers for the accessory. I was so excited about the accessory because it was a new accessory. Well, I think 30 was the first, right? That was the first time they did the Andre the Giant Memorial? Yes, yep. So, yeah, uh, this was the first time that they ever did a Andre the Giant Memorial Trophy. Well, an extra special because we were there, and we talked about that last week. When you're at an event and they make a figure of it, you know, kind of extra special there. So the fact that it's in the collection and signed, extra, extra special. Despite the fact that you are not getting Stone Cold's WrestleMania 19 figure and you were there for his last match? Let's move on. We're talking about I, Elite 33 right now, Jeff. But I have to call you out, Scotty. Nope, don't live in the past. Move on. <laughs> Didn't you say that to somebody just recently? Sean said it to me because he wanted to throw some Yankee jokes my way. Zach Granke <laughs> had more hits in the World Series than the Yankees have had in the last decade. 
I said the Yankees also have 26 more titles than Zach Greinke has hits. That's and it. then he told me I was living in the past. And I told him, <laughs> bang, bang, trash can gang. And we had some words back and forth. But we're all, it's all love. We're all good. Quote, unquote. <laughs> Until I see him. Yeah. Then you're a deuce in a cereal, right? <laughs> Assuming he's eating cereal. Yes. <laughs> Disgusting. Uh, Roman and Seth were just meh in this series. See, I liked it. I liked that they put two thirds. And I've, I, I talked about that also a couple weeks ago. I liked when tag teams were in the assortment. And you could just grab them, boom, boom. Of course, you were missing Dean. But you had your tag team champions in this set. And I loved that. My favorite is X-Pac. That's my favorite figure in the assortment. Sentimental, totally JYD. Uh, I'm going to go JYD just because of how much I love JYD. So I'm going it's, JYD. It, both figures are great. I am going to read off the eBay listings, the last sold eBay listings, I should say. Blue Tista, last sold eBay listing, October 11th for $54.99. Oh, wow. It's funny. I saw that figure everywhere. And if I would have purchased every single Blue Tista figure, I would have profited like 30 bucks per each eBay sold listing. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, right? He was the peg warmer. Absolutely. Cesaro. I don't mean this in a bad way, but another peg warmer, one that we saw everywhere at almost on every Target shelves. Last sold eBay listing, November 3rd for $34. Junkyard Dog, again, saw this everywhere. Silver Chain, last sold eBay listing, November 3rd for $40. Not bad. MOC, huh? Yeah, and we saw this figure everywhere, dude. So if we would have yeah. purchased every single dog figure that we ever saw, we would have profited 20 bucks off of each one. Thank you for doing the math for us, Jeff. Uh, actually, my manager just told me that earlier today. So <laughs> The financial genius, Jim? Yes, exactly. <laughs> he said, you know, if you would have purchased every single one you saw, you would have profited 20 bucks. So I thought I'd throw that in. That's free financial advice, ladies and gentlemen. You're welcome. <laughs> That's why you tune in every week. Roman Reigns Penny Tag Title. I call it the Penny Tag Title. Removable Vest. Last sold eBay listing October 20th for $39.95. Seth Rollins. Same exact accessories. Last sold eBay listing October 29th for $43.75. And X-Pac DX shirt European Tag Title. Last sold eBay listing October 23rd for $46. I think one of the things that we should learn because I'm putting the eBay listings on here for a reason. And one of those things that we should learn from each one of these is that if you purchase them and you sit on them, eventually they will garner value because they're not on the pegs or the shelves anymore. Well, except for Seamus. Right. Don't buy any Seamus elites. Right. But. Or Damien Sandow's. Or Damien Sandow's. That was the other one I was trying to think of. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> but a lot of these garner value so if you ever hit rough times later on in life and you have a couple of these why don't you just sell it i mean obviously big lots might have some elites you could just pick those up and be like you know what i've sat on these long enough three or four years down the road i can just sell this and make a couple bucks that's why i read off the ebay sold listings to kind of show you guys that there is value in these later on down the road and that if you have a couple of these sitting in totes why not and nobody expects you to sell cost plus shipping when you've got an older figure sitting in your collection. No shame right. in that game. Right. Once it's outdated, once it's off the shelves, it's fair game. Absolutely. 
Scott, that's the last segment. That was weird. Kind of a different format this week, but I, I would have felt like we we were leaving something out if we didn't talk about the releases, especially because those names either have upcoming figures or have figures on the pegs right now. I was at Walmart this past weekend and there were Keith Lee's sitting on the pegs. And I'm like, man, that guy's so good. It's a damn shame his figures are just sitting here on the pegs. And then, you know, four or five days later, boom, he gets released and it's it sucks. But I, I would have felt like we were leaving something out if we didn't address it. I felt last week we probably should have talked about ROH, but it was a longer format show. So I'm glad we got to touch on it this week as well because there's a lot of weird things in wrestling right now. And that's the WWE releases. That's ROH hitting the pause button. We hope they come back. But yeah, kind of a different format this week, but it's, you know, change is good. Kind of shaking things up is good. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it too. And that rounds out the show. We want everybody to check out WrestlingToyTracker.com. Over there, you can check out the card and loose prices of LJN's, Galoobs, Hasbro's, Just Toys, Bendoms, Defining Moments, and Retros. So if you want to check out the card and loose prices, if you're in the hunt for any of those, head on over to Wrestling Toy Tracker. They also have active eBay listings, so you could just click on the link and it'll take you to eBay listings. I thought that was kind of cool. I should be throwing Very that nice in. touch. Very cool. Uh, Absolutely. So, WrestlingToyTracker.com. I'm going to throw it over to our buddies Breaker and Bane. Over there, they have Retro Talk, Wrestling Talk, uh, Movie Talk, Comic Talk. Uh, They talk about Scott and Jeff. (laughs) We love them for that. We do. Uh, But check out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Also, check out the TB Toycast with Breaker and the great Travis Fowler. Also, check out Breaker's other side project you know it's fake right well and any new listeners to the show when you listen to the outro song that's bane that dude's got skills that's nakamura's music yes but nakamura's music well at least face nakamura's music does not have lyrics to it bane put lyrics to it and he kills it yes 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 bane did not compose nakamura's theme no 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 no, he didn't. He just put rhymes over it and made it way better. So if <laughs> you're did. a new listener to the show and you're unfamiliar with who does our outro, that's Bane. The dude is super talented. He's amazing. Absolutely. So check out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Also check out our buddies doing the favor with Barry and Eric. Eric, I'm sorry about your browns this past week, man. Uh, There's a lot going on in Cleveland right now, but... We want you to check out their show where you can actually hear Eric rant about his Cleveland Browns on their sports show and also check out their wrestling show as well and head on over to their website where you can check out the SKUs and the UPCs for BrickSeek and PopFinder. So again, doingthefavor.com. Also check out Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast where Steve and Eric have a fun, fun retro show that you can listen to. They go over a bunch of stuff. They talk WrestleManias. They will be doing a lot of Survivor Series here coming up. So check out the Positively Pro Wrestling podcast. Scott and I talked wrestling tonight, but I got to give a shout out to our buddies over at the Chick-fil-A show with Seth, Sheena, and Marco. I was listening to them this past week, and I love how they troll the trolls. (laughs) It's awesome. 
I love it. They may not know they're trolling the trolls, but they're trolling the trolls. <laughs> <laughs> Show those trolls what's up. I know. They they have a very uh, unique way of looking at wrestling, and I love listening to them. So, Sashina Marco over at the Chick-fil-A show, and also check out their Facebook group, which is a lot of fun. Check out our newlywed Justin Summers over at Congrats, Wrestling Congrats, Justin. Congrats, man. Over at the Wrestling Cheers, check out RJ over at Ringside Rant. Wrecker, I love you, man, and congrats to your Atlanta Braves on the, your championship over at Boot to the Face. Check out Tim. He's pulling up a chair. And Scott, I'm afraid to ask, is this the week? This could be the week that Scott, Eddie, and Adam get canceled. Are you guys hoping for that? No, definitely not. <laughs> we just wanted to do a fun show. Okay. Um, so are you guys expecting backlash from the show? No, no. And it's one of those things that the people who have listened to the show from the jump know that a lot of it is just poking fun at things and having a good laugh. So we're doing something different for, and I kind of teased it the last couple of weeks, but we're doing something really different for our season two finale. We are going the roast of Ryback. And it's going to be like your traditional roast format. You've got cheesy music to open the show. You've got Adam being an over-the-top host. We roast each other. We roast wrestlers. And then Ryback closes, quote-unquote Ryback, closes the show. It's just having fun, poking fun, making jokes. Is it crude? Yes, it's crude. You keep asking if we're going to get canceled. That's that's TBD. Um, we had a lot of fun with it. Eddie went all out on the production value of this thing. He went all out on editing this thing. So if you want to laugh at Ryback and our crude, dumb jokes, give it a listen. On Twitter, we are at wrestling underscore drunk. You can download our podcast wherever you download your other podcasts at. Because we're drunk wrestling history, we're not always accurate, but we're definitely always drunk. Okay. So you guys are not out to get canceled this show. We are not out to get canceled. I forget who, I think it might have been Eddie had the idea of doing a roast. And he's like, who do we roast? And like Ryback's been running his mouth on Twitter. So he became an obvious target. You know, taking shots at people saying like uh, Mansoor would never draw a dime or he has a bad look or something. Being an idiot. So, hey, let's roast him. So he became the target and uh, we have a lot of fun at his expense and even more fun at other people's expense, Hogan. So uh, if you're interested (laughs) and you want to have some good laughs, give it a listen. So some other wrestlers get in on the roast, too. Uh, That's how it goes, right? Like you watch a traditional roast and believe me, I watched a lot of roasts to draw inspiration for jokes, one of which I directly lifted from a roast. If you get which joke I lifted, kudos to you for watching roasts and listening to Drunk Wrestling History. But I did a lot of research on them, and our format very closely follows a traditional roast, and that is you're not only roasting the person who's who's the, the guest of honor, quote-unquote honor, but you're hitting the people on the dais as well. So that's what we did. We followed that format. We had a lot of fun doing it, poking fun at each other, poking fun at wrestlers for obvious stuff that they've been in the news for. And uh, we had a blast doing it. So hopefully the people that listen to it, you guys enjoy it too. Okay. That's great to know that Ryback was over at the, uh, at your place. And so was Hogan. And that's cool. (laughs) Yeah. They were in the audience listening and uh, (laughs) we blasted them for it. William Regal was on the dais. And uh, Ryback was the guest of quote-unquote honor. 
Because I believe Regal was his coach in NXT when he was Skip Sheffield. Am I, I might be mistaken on that. I think you're right. And that's why we had Regal on the dais. So obviously we had to take some shots at him. Uh, may or may not have involved urine. Uh, I'm not going to tip my hand too much, but uh, <laughs> we had a lot of fun with it. It was funny. It was it was good times. Okay. And uh, boy, were we hammered. <laughs> well, everybody needs to tune into Drunk Wrestling History for the season two finale. It could be the series finale. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a cliffhanger, by the way? <laughs> no, there's, there's no cliffhanger. Well, I don't want to give anything away, but uh, unless Adam died of a heart attack at the end of the show, uh, no, no cliffhanger. Right. It's not a okay. who shot JR type thing. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> also, check out our buddies, Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling, and every single day, Ryan Buds does trivia with Buds. Scott, roll call. Yes, going to round it out this week with the great, the amazing Jason Wolf. If you don't have an artist, if you need an artist, Jason Wolf is your guy. Check him out on his website, Doyle, that's D-O-Y-L-E, draws.com. He's doing the Chop Shop, which are his custom Hasbro-style figures. I can vouch for them. I've got his Road Warriors. I love them. They are head and shoulders above what Hasbro gave us in the 90s. My opinion, I love them because they are the Road Warriors look and not the Legion of Doom look. He does great work. I I can't swear by it enough. And they're all hand-painted. Incredible work by the great Jason Wolf. Again, DoyleDraws.com. You can get in touch with them. Get a commission done. He can do artwork for you. Touch base with him about his custom figures. You will not be disappointed. DoyleDraws.com. And Jeff, that rounds out Roll Call. I actually have quite a few of those customs as well, and he does a fantastic job on those. So Yeah, his latest one is George the Animal Steel, which Looks gr- it would technically fall in with the Hasbro era, like at the very, very beginning of Hasbro. Yeah. The tail end of uh, Grand Toys, but it would fit into that era. And he does a flocked and unflocked version of the animal. Looks incredible. Check him out. You won't be disappointed. And Scott, that rounds out episode 303. Anything else? Thank you, listeners, for tuning in every week. We appreciate you guys, all of the new listeners. Thank you so much for checking us out. Uh, thank you for being along on this crazy ride. 303 episodes deep. Who knows how many more there are, but I hope it's a ton. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Fig life since 2016, and happy toy hunting. You hope it's a ton. I hope oh, it's a no. ton. What are you thinking about calling it quits next week? Oh no, a what? ton is a, a ton is a lot. My ticker can't take a ton ton more of these. <laughs> you know, I can only handle so much more social media, folks. I can't. I can barely handle social media nowadays. <laughs> Anyways, I, I do want to thank everybody for checking out episode 303. Hashtag Fig Life. Adios. Let's go Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring But we don't take it out the box, M.O.C. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week We're the OGs of WFP Fully poseable, thank you all for listening It ain't no storyline, real life siblings So everybody go and do your toy spotting Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings